Hello, my name is Ferran Glenfield. I am the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. And I'm speaking to you from the warmth and comfort of my kitchen. It's December and outside it's dark and dank. And yet for Christians, this is the season of Advent, which gives way to Christmas and Epiphany. Seasons of hope, light and life. My hope and prayer is, is that you watch these online services in December and possibly going into the new year, that in Christ Jesus, you may know the light and hope and life. God bless. Amen. Welcome to our service, which is part of our 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. As members of the body of Christ, we draw near in faith to commit ourselves to be Christ's hands and feet in the world. Hands to raise awareness by pointing out injustice and unrighteousness, and feet to march for change and to run to those in need of help. Mothers' Union campaigns around the world through 4 million members in 84 countries for an end to gender-based violence against women and girls. The Worldwide Board of Trustees firmly believe gender-based violence is an injustice. It must be condemned and removed from God's world. No more one in three. Globally, one in three women have experienced domestic-based violence. This is completely unacceptable. No more one in three. Gender-based violence is any form of violence which is perpetuated against someone because of their gender. And unfortunately, gender-based violence disproportionately affects women and children. Forms of violence against women and girls include physical violence, sexual violence, mental and psychological abuse, emotional abuse and manipulation, human trafficking and exploitation, and child marriage, to name but a few. At least one in three women globally will experience some form of gender-based violence at some point in their lifetime. Violence against women can damage their health and well-being, from physical health consequences such as chronic pain syndromes, induced abortions and disabilities, to mental health consequences such as PTSD and depression. In 2019, there were 4,791 disclosures of abuse of children in the context of domestic violence made to women's aid alone. The abuse of children disclosed included children being physically, sexually and emotionally abused, as well as witnessing the abuse against their mothers. Only 24% of cases of domestic abuse are actually reported. In August 2020, 
Women's Aid reported a 43% rise in contacts with the National Free Phone Helpline during the COVID-19 crisis. There was also a 71% increase in visits to the Women's Aid website for this period. These women are not just statistics. They are real women reaching out, sometimes in the dead of night, to be heard, believed and supported. Mother's Union shows solidarity with these women and children through prayer, by lobbying politicians and in practical ways through giving to women's refuges. Loving Lord, we light these candles to remember those who are affected by gender-based violence and as symbols of hope as we pray for the world which is free from all forms of violence and abuse. Amen. We now have our opening hymn, Great Shepherd of Your People Here.
to raise awareness of what must be challenged and to address the plight of the vulnerable. Amen. Forgive us, Lord, who call ourselves your own, but daily cause you pain, who see someone in need and walk across the road, hear about injustice and fail to say a word. Forgive us, Lord, who call ourselves your own. Renew our hearts, our souls and minds, strengthen our faith, and make us a people who are your hands, your feet, and voice within this world. Amen. We will now have our Bible readings. The first reading is from Micah chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offerings? Should we bow before God most high with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer him thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Second reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 and verses 24 to 27. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that his parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, each part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We will now sit him, O God, our help in ages past.
Thank you to the Mother's Union for their invitation for me to share in this service this morning. So let's pray, shall we? Father, in the darkness of our times, we pray that by your Spirit that we might grab a handful of light as we turn to your Word, your Word of light and life and truth. And we ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We all have dreams. Dreams to fall in love and to be loved in return. So much so that that bond of love between two people is a lifelong commitment in marriage as a man and a woman come together. It's a wonderful dream, isn't it? But dreams can turn into nightmares. Illness can emerge from nowhere. Only this week I learned of a young couple who married in 2020. One of them has been given a life-threatening diagnosis. How awful. Infidelity, too, can come out of the blue when one or both of the couples are unfaithful to one another. They break their marriage bonds for exclusive love. And trust is shattered and rarely ever is amended. Injury too can strike a marriage. One partner seems and sets out to control the other. There is coercion, pressure. There could be violence, which strikes at the very heart of marriage and many marriages never recover from such injury. The Mother's Union exists to promote Christian marriage and, and to foster family life and at this time of the year and especially today in this service we are remembering their call to 16 days of concentrated focus on the issue of gender violence, particularly against women and children. I trust that you've been following this excellent campaign and the pattern of prayer uh, that they have provided for the means of us to enter into the spirit of this campaign. Gender violence is as old as the hills. We find it in the scriptures, in all of its ugliness. And many of God's spokesmen, the prophets, spoke against injustice. And they sought to bring God's judgment on those who were living unfairly and treating people unjustly. Particularly the vulnerable, the poor, women and children. Micah was one such prophet who prophesied in the 8th century. And at the very beginning of his prophecy, we read these words in chapter 2 and verse 9. Micah is a spokesperson for God who says, 
you drive out all the women before me and you take away the future of my children. And this accusation by God to his people is taken up in a courtroom scene which Micah fashions in chapter 6 of his prophecy. His people are in the dark and God accuses his very own people. He makes an accusation, he makes an annotation and he gives an acknowledgement. In the verses that were read to us by Mary from Micah chapter 6 earlier in this service. Briefly, first, the accusation. God asks his people, what have I done against you? How have I wearied you over all these years? Why have you grown tired of me? Don't you remember? All that I have done for you from the time of Moses right up until now. Look, even the very mountains which surround Judah and Jerusalem, they can tell how I've acted faithfully and lovingly towards you. What have I done? Secondly, the annotation. God notes his people's worship, how they go through their weekly, monthly and yearly rites in order to try and please him. And so he says, as he puts words in the mouth of the worshippers, is it a case of offering hundreds of burnt offerings or thousands of rams or torrents of oil on the altar of God, or even the sacrifice of one's children. No, God doesn't require any of these things. He doesn't seek for these things. These things do not please him. In fact, they are abhorrent to him. They're empty, hollow gestures. And lastly, God's acknowledgement. This, Michael says, is what God requires of his people. Three things. That they're to live justly or act rightly, to show kindness, and to walk carefully, modestly, humbly before God. Micah acknowledged the right response to God's grace is seen in people's lives not in the temple of Jerusalem. These people are to act fairly, to treat everyone humanely, men, women and children. They're to show kindness, of how rare kindness is. And it's not a duty, it should be a delight in God's people to show kindness to children, to the elderly, to the poor. And to live modestly, humbly, not in a showy sense, but to walk with humility through life with God. This is what the Lord requires. How do these words of Micah speak to us today in 2020? 
How do they speak to us in the context of this service that the Mother's Union are holding and sharing in with this focus on gender violence? First, the accusation. Our world is a world of injustice. All over our world, things are not done fairly. People are mistreated, especially in relationship to this area of gender violence. The World Health Organization have called it the second pandemic. Oh, COVID, the first pandemic. It's a focus of so many people. But this insidious violence, particularly against women and children, is pandemic-like in our world today. Jesus is going to return. That's the great theme of Advent, Christ's second coming. And what is he going to do? He's going to come to put things right. In a world where many things are wrong. And the women and the children who suffer in silence and behind closed doors and in secret will have vindication, for nothing done in secret will be hidden. All will be exposed. Christ's light, his truth, and his love. What a prospect for those who are suffering in secret and in silence. Annotation. It costed worshippers in the Old Covenant, in the temple and in the tabernacle. It cost them calves to sacrifice, thousands of rams, torrents of oil. It's costly to live fairly and to treat everyone humanely. It costs us time and space in our lives to pray as we've been encouraged by the Mother's Union in this field. It costs us time to read and think through the issues of injustice in our world, and in particular to this issue of gender violence. It costs us to give resources to those who need help in order to start fresh lives. These things are costly. And the like the wrong-headedness of the worshippers of God in Micah's day, costly action on our behalf strikes at the very heart of who God is and what he is about. James, the Lord's brother, picked this up in the New Testament and he says, true religion is this, that you have to look after women and particularly widows and children, and to put yourself out for them. That's the mark of real living relationship, religion with God. And finally, as we close this part of our service, acknowledgement. Those who have experienced God's grace. And the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament is a God of grace. He's extravagant. 
in his love and all of his giving. He went to the cross to reach us in love, to deal with our sin. And this God, by his grace, asks us to live fairly and to treat people fairly, and to show kindness and to live humbly before him as we walk through life as his constant companion. Our faith is earthed, earthed in the reality of our lives, earthed in our families, earthed in our community, earthed in our churches, earthed in our world. It flows out of our relationship with the living God as we respond to him by faith and it is a work of the Spirit in our lives as the Spirit of God drives us, motivates us, moves us to do what? To do what God requires, which is to live rightly, to love and act kindly, and to walk in humility before our God. May we get the strength and may we get the resolve to live this way. What a difference that would make for us and for all those who are calling, crying out for justice. Amen. We will now sing our next hymn, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You.
Let us pray. Lord of justice and mercy, draw us close to those who hurt. Let us reach out our hands in your name to share the sorrow and lessen the pain. Lord of justice and mercy, lengthen our strides to march for good. Clothe our feet with your living word to trample the works of unrighteousness. Lord of justice and mercy, knit us together as the body of Christ, that we may speak out with one accord for the kingdom of God to prevail. Amen. Lord of justice and mercy, who has called us to be the body of Christ, we offer up our prayers for those who are affected by gender-based violence and as a sign of our unity with all who campaign for justice across the world. Amen. The Collect for the Second Sunday of Advent. Father in heaven, who sent your Son to redeem the world, and will send him again to be our judge. Give us grace so to imitate him, in the humility and purity of his first coming, that when he comes again, we may be ready to greet him with joyful love and firm faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for Morning Prayer O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your protection, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray that your Holy Spirit may so guide and govern us, that in all the cares and occupations of our daily life, we may never forget your presence, but may remember that we are always walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We now have a prayer to combat the coronavirus. Loving Lord, we pray for your love and compassion to abound as we journey through these challenging times. We pray for wisdom to those who bear the load of making decisions with widespread consequences. We pray for those who are suffering with sickness and those who are caring for them. We pray for protection for the elderly, the lonely, and vulnerable. We ask that they and all of us may not succumb to the risks of COVID-19. We pray that no fears may take hold in hearts and minds. As we exercise the good sense that you and your mercy provide, may we also approach each day in faith and peace trusting in the truth of your love and goodness towards us. Amen. Amen. 
say together the Mother's Union prayer. Loving Lord, we thank you for your love so freely given to us all. We pray for families around the world. Bless the work of the Mother's Union as we seek to share your love through the encouragement, strengthening and support of marriage and family life. Empowered by your spirit, may we be united in prayer and worship and in love and service reach out as your hands across the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our closing hymn is Bind Us Together, Lord.
God the Father who sent his Son into the world to love us, open our eyes that we might see Jesus. May God the Son who saved us by his grace teach us to live with extravagant love. And may God the Holy Spirit free us from all that harms us. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us this day and each day. Amen.